this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Banter podcast, a podcast made by superfans with superfans for superfans. Today I'm your host, Mac, and as you can probably tell, my normal host, Buckles, is not here. He's decided to, at, you know, at the time we need him the most, biggest biggest night of the year, finale night, finale episode, you know, a lot, lot going on, new winter crowns. He thought he'd um, piss off to Europe for a month, and he's left, left me in a little bit of a lurch. You know, I'm trying to host this podcast, a little bit inexperienced, but we'll have a good time because today I have a guest on our podcast, a new one to, uh, to the Survivor 3BS team. He is the host of Brisbane Survivor, but more importantly, the winner of Sydney Survivor Season 1. He'll have a fresh opinion on how to win a game of Survivor, like Dee did. Uh, it is the great Sam Green. Sam, how are you? Mac, my man. I think that's how you normally do the <laughs> intro at the start, so I thought I'd go with it as well. Um, mate, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, privileged to be able to chat to you on Christmas Eve um, Survivor finale in the air still. Um, unfortunately, Buckles isn't here, but hey, we'll have a good time. Who needs him? Uh, that's what I'll say. I'll say if you can <laughs> do this successfully, I reckon you might take his spot. Like, <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm waiting for the call, mate. So yeah, ah, oh, please take his take his job. Um, yeah, Survivor 45 is done in the books. D, our new winner. Um, just just real quick, like, how was your night? Did you you went to the Brisbane viewing party? How was that? Yeah, went to the viewing party. It was it was great. Yeah, it's always a bit of a smaller turnout um, in Brisbane for the US um, watch parties. Um, but there was like, I think there was like 13 of us there. It was all, yeah, we had a really great time. It was, yeah, really nice just to be with other Survivor nerds as we watch, yeah, something we've been journeying along together. And yeah, the vibe was really good. It was a really great, um, great vibe at the pub. And I heard your um, Sydney one was going off though. Oh, mate, talk about... Yeah, nothing quite like watching Survivor live in a room full of people who are also like big Survivor fans. Um, a lot was going on, especially with Jake. You know, he's, he's highs and lows of the episode. The crowd was riding it with him. And, uh, on the night, I got around the room a bit, uh, got some opinions from some, you know, some people we know, some, some new people to the community. And, um, here's what they thought about what was going to happen then. So we're here at the uh, Survivor 45 uh, finale viewing party. I'm with my mate Buckles. Before he goes away to Europe, Buckles, how are you going? Mate, this is intense. The atmosphere is alive. No one can shut the fuck up and get ready to watch. This is great. Lucky, lucky the episode hasn't started yet. There's a lot of chatting going on. Had a bit of a trivia. Buckles failed to win a George book. Um, I'm not sure how. He's supposed to be a Survivor encyclopedia, but we're here. Um, so Buckles, we also we know how you how you think the season's gone so far, but can we get one final thought of how tonight's going to go? The final five. Give me your thoughts on, on how it's going to go. Well, Winnipeg's going to win. Yeah. That's all I got. So that's a D win for Buckles. All right. We'll try, we'll try and get around the room and uh, see what other people think. All right. We're here with Michelle Pierce-Denneman of Facebook-famed uh, Survivor crew, Australian Survivor fans. Michelle, how are you going tonight? I'm good. It's very noisy in here. Yeah, it is. A lot of the, the vibe's happening. We haven't started the episode yet, but it's almost happening. Um, overall, what are your thoughts on Season 45 as a whole? Um, I didn't mind it. I mean, some of the things, they keep repeating the same things. So you know what's going to happen, and you know they're going to like go to a new beach at Final 5 or Final 6. It's a bit boring that way, but I don't mind it. I wouldn't mind D winning. I think that would be something unusual, but Jay um, Jake is also one of my picks, yeah. Okay, yeah, D and Jake, that seems like a popular sentiment. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see how it goes tonight. 
I'm here with Leah Jacobson of City Survivor Season 1 fame. What are you, at 10th place in Season 1? We don't talk about it. We don't, we don't talk about it, but we're here tonight. We're having a good time. <laughs> she did not make the jury. Um, did you make the jury? Oh. Everyone was jury. Everyone was jury. Um, Leah, what are your thoughts on Season 45 as a whole? As a whole, I think everyone's really cute, which is something we actually have lacked a lot in recent seasons. Um, but I'm absolutely loving the women dominating and cute little Jake. He is a star. Perfect. Do you think a, women, a woman's going to win the season? Who's your winner pick for tonight? I really want Dee to win, but I won't be mad with Katora or really any of them. I'm loving all of them this season, but I really do want Dee to win or Jake. Well, I mean, Katora and Dee are our, me and Buckles' winner picks, so you sort of got to pick a side. Is it me or is it Buckles? What do you What do you reckon? I'm going with Dee. Whoever's got Dee. Yeah. Wow, the betrayal. Buckles has Dee. And, uh, okay, I see how it is. I see how it is. All right, thanks, Leah. <laughs> Here's, here's a face we've, we've heard before. Adam Rito's here. Adam, how are you going? Mate, I'm doing amazing. It's it's Survivor Christmas. This is the real Christmas party. Well, absolutely. You know, forget about Christmas ham on a on a Monday afternoon. You know, this is the real Christmas party right here. This is Survivor Christmas. We're all coming out for this event. Um, give me some thoughts of season 45 as a whole. I loved it. I think it's the best of the new era. I love it. I'm, I think the 90 minutes, like if you want to know what to do with 90 minutes, talk to the editors of US Survivor. Uh, I just love it. And I think, um, I think it bodes well for the future of the series. And, um, I think a lot of the changes they made are great. I love that they brought back the auction. I think the cast is amazing. I feel like any one of the final five could have won and I would have been happy. Perfect. I want to ask you your winning predictions because apparently you've already watched the episode, so you don't want to spoil anything. But Adam, I hope you have a great night, and uh, we'll see you next time on the podcast. Sounds good. Look forward to talking all things forty six very soon. Thanks, Adam. I'm here with Byron Lee, mastermind behind City Survivor. Byron, how are you going tonight? And what are your thoughts on season forty five overall? Uh, yeah, not bad. Shit merge. Pre-merge was pretty good, but uh, the merge has been a bit shit, to be honest. Right, and we, we are in the ad break before the uh, final five trouble council. We've seen a lot going on. Jake splashes idle around. What do you actually think is going to happen? Um, I think Julie's going to go home. I think uh, Jake might actually do something right and play the idol correctly. Julie will go home, and Dee will probably get to the final three and win. Well, let's hope so. That's most people prediction is D, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Thanks, Byron. All the best for the night. Yeah, that sounds awesome. How good is that? Yeah, it was um, just just a really fun time. There's probably like 60, 70 people in the room, so it was really it was a bit of atmosphere. So highly recommend any viewing parties in the future that you get to. Um, if you're listening to this, haven't been to one, a lot of new people were there. You just get mingling, have a few beers, everyone listens up, and it's a great night. So really encourage that for anyone that hasn't been to one yet. Uh, wasn't any survivors there this Absolutely. time? Absolutely. Usually, there's a couple of like ex-survivor players who, you know, give give the time to the people. So it's always nice as well. Um, but yeah, enough about that. Let's yeah. get into, let's get into the episode. Like season forty five is done, and uh, we have a new winner, D. Um, what? Well, first of all, what do you what do you think of D as a winner, Sam? Like you're a winner. You've won Survivor. You know, City Survivor. What What are your thoughts on D? Yeah, so D and I are definitely on the same page now for our winner um, profile, that's for sure. No, obviously a joke, but like stoked about D though. Like I was, um, yeah, I think from Merge, I was really, I really could see a path for her to win. Um, yeah, or get close to the end at least. Um, so I'm stoked. I think she was such a strong winner, such a strong player, um, socially, um, challenges. Like I feel like such a well-rounded player um i don't know if we've seen 
um, someone like her for quite some time, especially in the new era. So I was, yeah, I was stoked to see her win, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, certainly in the new era. She's sort of got a bit of everything. And uh, I think the thing that sort of put me off her early on was, yeah, we got to the merge and everyone was sort of labelling her as like the biggest threat. And then somehow that sort of died down and Julie took that mantle. So I never thought, I never really thought Dee was going to make it there and have that sort of, you know, to, to plead her case. But somehow she got there in this dominant alliance, which we don't see that often either. Like, I feel like a lot of the time, especially in the new era, like the dominant alliance doesn't make it to the end. Um, but Dee was sort of in control for virtually the whole merge. So like really good job from her. Um, I thought she had really played it like a great season. Yeah, no, I think, like, you're so right with, like, her relationship with Julie. Like, that was really cool to see how strong they were. But just the four of the, like, the four of them, the read before, like, that strength that they held all the way through the game um, was was so good. And, and how I saw Dee in that was I was like, she's so well insulated. Like, I, I, was, I was very impressed with the way that she positioned herself. Um, still really strong and people could see her strength, but not um she wasn't she was never the main one until it was too late yeah it was just sort of like a pair inside a pair like she had julie and her and then she also had like austin and her and then sort of drew and julie were on the outside of that sort of i guess the four sort of thing even though like they were type four there was the insulated pair of austin and d who eventually make make up the final three so i think she like did a really good job like positioning herself and then like when it came to it somehow getting julie to be like the major threat ahead of her even though, like, from what we saw, she was sort of, yeah. like, the brains behind it. Like, I think she got her way more than anyone else in this game in terms of, like, who she wanted to get, to yeah. get out of the game. Um, so just really, like, really good chops for the game, really good job. I think, like, if Dee played in any other season, she would do, like, pretty well almost every time. Like, I think she just has the yeah. right sort of makeup as a player to, to sort of be successful yeah. every time, really. Yeah, absolutely. Like that, I think it is a winning strategy. Um, and I think it's a strategy that, um, not everyone can implement though. I think it's a strategy that like there's something about the way that she talks that just brings people in and makes them feel okay and makes them feel like even though she's maybe guiding the conversation that you actually want to follow it. Like it was so bizarre. There were so many times I, um, throughout the whole season, I was like, the way that she said that thing really made the biggest difference with the outcome or getting someone to yeah do a move or or yeah play um put their vote on someone in particular like i've just I, she was so crafty in it i just think yeah i'm very impressed yeah yeah i think i think what especially in the final tropical council what i sort of got from her is like almost like this really blunt honesty from her like it was sort of she doesn't really bullshit too much around i think so she sort of just tells you how it is in a way like you said, also makes you sort of yeah. feel comfortable with what she's saying to you and it's not, it doesn't come across threatening. I thought, like, when yeah. Emily asked her at Final Tribal, like, you know, um, did you play with your head and your heart? Like, give me some decisions you made either way. And she's like, no, they're the same thing for me. It's, 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 this is who I am. I play, yeah. like, head and the heart is the same. And just the way she sort of just directed that question back at Emily, like, no, these aren't separate things. This is who I am. It's how I play. And I guess we sort of saw that, like, uh, in the last couple of episodes where Austin has a decision to make and he gets emotional and he tells Dee, so Dee can then save Julie. And then when Dee's presented with the same thing to not tell Austin to save Drew and how she's sort of separated head and heart and now it's as one. And and just sort of, I don't know, yeah. I feel like the way she answered a lot of the jury questions, like super honest um, and yeah. in a way that I guess made the jury feel like, yeah, she's not trying to bullshit us, she's just playing her own game. And I think that's really, like, really well done from her. Solid. Like, I... I was actually shocked with that question from Emily. Like, how, by the way, how good Emily on that jury? Like, oh, she really just, like, the way that she came in, you know, such, like, 
I reckon best character of the season. Can like I push for back on sure, that? Like best. <laughs> yeah, go for it, please. I'd love to. No, no. She just kept saying it. Can I, I'll just go push back on that. She said it like four times during the Oh, she, yeah, 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 yeah. It was so good. I was like, this is exactly what we want. Like, it was all like the Final Trouble Council started off very lovey-dovey and it was all very positive, which I actually really loved. I did love the start of Final Trouble. But when she came in, I was like, all right, here we go. Here's the meat. Here's the good stuff. Like, it's yeah. coming. Um so yeah, I was, I was stoked with that. But even with that question from Emily and how Dee, um, went on to answer it, she didn't actually give Emily what she wanted, which I think we see a lot in previous seasons. If you don't give the jury what they want, they will mark you down. Like it's a, it's a, it's a strike against your name. If, if you don't give them what they want, it's a strike against your name. But with Dee, her answer was like, no, actually, like, this is how it is. And they all seem to be okay with it. And I think that just goes to show, like, she holds this strength and person, like, um, personability, like, so well. And she can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. I just think, just, just, let's just move away from season 45. As a, as a person who sat in front of a jury yourself, did you find that sort of pressure to sort of suck up a bit to the person asking your question? Do you find, like, you had to sort of, feed their ego and just sort of, you know, bow down to them almost to try and get the vote? Or did you just sort of tell her how it is as well? Yeah, I mean, I sort of approached it in a few different ways. I tried to look at the jury as like, um, as individuals. So I'm like, who do I think that I have more on my side and who maybe is in the middle and who maybe do I really need to work on? Um, yeah. Or who do I not have a shot at? So looking at like that, um, there was a few people who I was like, yeah, I've really got to try my hardest to... Um, to suck up to them, <laughs> to yeah, make sure that they know that I can see them, that I appreciate them, that I know them. But yeah, in general, like my game was my game, and so I wanted to communicate that as best as I could. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like I've always thought, Final Trouble Council isn't that important to a game. I think like in this in this situation, they played twenty six days. If your game doesn't stand yep. up for itself, then like I don't think like a one yeah. hour conversation about your game should sway too many people in my opinion do you think like like a lot of the time especially in this new era we get a little like group thing from the jury like they obviously spend time at ponderosa together maybe discussing who they're going to vote for and they all sort of want to vote for the winner like no one wants to vote for the wrong person so yes. we find a lot of these like landslide votes um not the case in this situation with a five to three vote but do you think the final trouble council is actually important anymore or is it sort of like you should just stand on your own two legs with the game you've played and it should just be obvious yeah, I think, uh, like, I, I've thought, I've tried to think about this a lot, actually, and I, there's a few ways you can look at it. I think that, in general, I don't know if a lot of people can win the game at Final Tribal Council, but I think it's where a lot of people can actually lose the game. So, I think, if it's, if you're going in with, like, a Final Three, for example, um, usually there's someone who's, like, on top. And usually there's maybe someone in the middle and usually maybe there's someone who's a little bit of a dark horse and on the bottom. Yeah. Um, if you're on top, your job is to confirm what the jury know. Like confirm their perception of you, confirm what they already know. Um, if you're in the middle, your job is to convince. Like you've got you've to fight a little bit harder and maybe have a bit of a surprise up your sleeve to try and tip the scales in your, in your favour. And if yeah. you're on the bottom, you really just need to blow them away. And you need to like, you need, you need something, you need to pull everything out of the hat. You need to leave nothing on the floor because they need to see a complete transformation from their perception of you. Like that's how I sort of see Final Tribal Council. Like I, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense. I think 
I think D sort of did like confirmed everyone's thoughts and also had like the bombshell of like when Austin's saying, you know, yes, didn't tell Julie about this thing. Like it wasn't, you know, D had no power in that. And then when she turned to him and says, I did tell Julie, I didn't tell you, but I did tell her. And that's sort of, to me, that was like the point where I guess anyone sort of on the fence, which I don't think to be fair, there was that many on the fence between the two of them. But I think anyone on the fence would have yep. died just for that moment where it was a huge move in the game. Like idling out Emily, like saving Julie, keeping that threat in front of her, like giving her options from five onwards and to sort of not embarrass Austin, but to bring it up in a way is like you were clueless at this point and I still haven't told you and it's been like four or five days since this happened. Um, to have that power over him, it really, to me, just sort of locked her in as a winner. Oh, absolutely. That was definitely the nail in the coffin. <laughs> like it was, yeah. that was such a good moment. And again, it came, it didn't come across um, arrogant. It came across confident. Like she was just confident about it and she did it in a way that was still caring towards Austin, but like it was the truth. So like, what are you going to do about that? So she didn't need to like make it a massive big deal. She didn't need to like blow them away with this thing. She just needed them to know that there was this thing that happened that nobody else knew. Yeah. It's funny because she's almost like apologetic towards Austin in saying it. And I thought (laughs) it seems strange because you want to have this moment and you want to feel this confidence, but. Like you said, she didn't need to do that. She just sort of had to just get it out there so the facts were out there and, you know, people could do with them what they wanted, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were there were a few moments in there, though, that like from her final tribal council um, speech where I was like, um, I thought that she didn't, I thought she used like the word lucky in a really weird way that was like a really deflating term for her game. Yeah. Like she was like, oh, I was really lucky at the start. And I was like, oh, that's like, like you can say that without using that word because I feel like as soon as she used it, it like completely deflated the what she was trying to say. Like nobody wants to hear lucky <laughs> in the end. Like you want well, the- you, you can you can get a you can get away with it a little bit, but as in it wasn't as strong as what I thought she could have done. Yeah, but do you think because the read before was so strong and sort of dictated literally the whole game? Do you think people want to hear yeah. that like? They don't want someone like saying, oh, we were the best and you do, we just ran over the top of you. Do you want to hear that little bit of humbleness yep. from D? Like, do you want to hear that she's lucky? Like, as a, I mean, I've not sat on a jury, but like, I mean, and I guess neither have you, but, um, yeah, do you want to yeah. seem humble in a way that, oh, yeah, it was luck. We weren't that dominant. Or do you want to sort of reinforce the fact that, no, I'm the big, most strategic player here. I dictated the game. Like, I think, I think there's a bit of both, but, um, I think she was yeah. just trying to be more humble. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's just the word lucky that I have a problem with. (laughs) Like I think in, in terms of like, yeah, in, in terms of what she was trying to do with like, um, being humble about it, I think that's exactly what she needed to do. Um, and, but I just think the word lucky, I just think if people are find themselves in a final tribal situation, I would say avoid that word and how can you communicate it differently? Like I think it's just one of those words that, yeah, can deflate your whole case. Um, because people will take notice of it. Yeah, I think sort of, you know, you say sort of D said lucky and it wasn't great. I think what Austin says about um, it's cool not to have to use your idols was sort of the same sort of thing in such a negative way because the way he used his two idols was so, like, powerless and, and you know, giving one away and having to flush yeah. it against his ally. It was just, it, it sort of devalued a lot of his part of that that area of the of the final tribal. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I thought... Like when I think of Austin as a player, I definitely feel like he had so many tools at his disposal that I just don't think he utilized them super well. Like, and I would say that those two idols are the, are, are an example of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think Austin as a player, like, let's talk about him now. I'm actually surprised he got so many votes, to be honest, because from what I saw, yeah. he played a good game, of course. Like, he was in the three before, who did a lot of things, but from what we saw, he was not really a strategic force in that foursome. It was a lot of um, a D and Drew sort of dictating where the four votes got, got put. Um, he had, Like you said, he had these two idols where he could have done something huge with them, especially when there's like a foursome that yeah. needs to be broken up. And then to give one away, not get it back, and then have to flush that. And then he's got the amulet and doesn't sort of do anything with it. Yeah, fine. Like he saves himself. And I said last week that I didn't disagree with his move to just use it on himself because, you know, it was the final six. You need to be safe. There's nothing wrong with just getting through a vote. But when you have the power to do something, I think the jury especially wants to see this big move where you can change the game up, you know, especially when it has been this foursome dominating. Like the jury doesn't want to see that. You know, they want to see someone step out and, and take over. And I think Austin sort of really missed missed a trick in the last few weeks, especially the way sort of D's manipulated him as well. And I think yeah. I'm like I said, I'm surprised he got three votes. And if he maybe did one or two things differently in, in that time of the last sort of two episodes, he could win this game. Yeah. No, oh, no, I totally agree with that. Like, yeah, I think in terms of like his ability to um, keep his relationships and his spot in the game um, safe, like he did that. There is no doubt in my mind, but I think that's why these idols and these advantages are like, there's they're a double-edged sword because if you've got heaps of them, people want to see you do something with them that's not just safe. But if you've yeah. got one or, or if you stumble across one, I think you can get away with that more. So it's it's such a, yeah, yeah, it's a double-edged sword, I reckon. Yeah, I think if you use it on yourself, you sort of have to have the votes on you to, to use it because like that's flashy enough because you've saved yes. yourself. But I guess using it when you don't need it is... is um no, and, and we see Jake trying to do that in this episode as well. And I mean, we'll get to Jake in a second. Uh, I just want to stay with Austin yeah. for a bit. Um, something that uh, I think Drew has brought up is like, tell me about the Raven 4. What was your sort of job in the 4? And Austin mm. sort of says, especially in the pre-merge, he was like the physical one, you know, the one who was winning the challenges, keeping everyone safe. Yep. And yeah, we see him win a couple of immunities down the stretch as well. And I want to ask the question, um, do you think like, yeah, we, we separate the game into like social, strategical, physical. Do you think the physical game is now almost like completely irrelevant? Like, I don't think anyone respects it anymore. And like, wh- where, where do you see it? Like, is it just not part of the game that anyone wants to vote for? Or is it just, is it has to be situational? Yeah, I do think it has to be situational. I think there are people who, um, who use it well, um, like in terms of that being their strength. However, yeah, I don't feel like it's enough for it to only be that anymore. Like I think Survivor is calling for an all-rounded game. Like I think that that's what's being appreciated at the moment. Like that's what um, that's what you you can see. Like I think that's why D is such a great player because <laughs> she's yeah. like all of the above. But um, And so I do feel like that maybe the current new era game is calling for more of that all-rounded type player and giving more opportunities for different strengths to be um, – to be utilized and celebrated because I think there was a time in us survivor where strength was seen as the thing. And like, that was the thing that was celebrated. And that was the thing that the show were trying to like champion. But I think now yeah. it's, it's taking a bit of a different turn. No, certainly. And like, I remember back to like Aussie versus Yule and it was sort of like the strategy, the strategist yeah. versus like the challenge beast. And I mean, Yule ends up winning that yeah. season, but I still think around that time, like strength was such a, a, such a valued like commodity in the game, and it was it was well respected. And I think of like I've Absolutely. just watched um, Canberra Survivor season two, 
And without any spoilers, like, yep. I won't tell you who it is, but there's a player who wins every every immunity challenge from final nine till the end, and they don't win the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, because you're always immune. But I think, I think what it is is when you when you are immune, you, um, you don't have. There's less risk, obviously. Like, you, obviously, you can't get voted out, right? So, yeah. so I think getting yeah. through votes where you are not safe is important for the jury. I think yeah. they want to see you at least vulnerable and have to do something to save yourself and have to have some moves yeah. and some strategy behind it and, and get votes to go a certain way that aren't on you. And I think when you're immune for mm-hmm. too long or, you know, in Austin's case, it was only a few times, but seeing as this physical player, I don't think you, you, you have the opportunity to sort of be threatened enough to, to, to validate a, a good game, I guess. It's hard to say what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. No, I, I I agree with that. Like, I think that that is exactly what it is. I think it's similar to like what I was saying before with the idols and advantages. It's such a double-edged sword. If if that's your only thing that you have, people expect you to use your safety for some reason and to make moves that you can only do because you're safe. Um, and the perception of that, I think, for a lot of people, is that you can't ever live up to what they expect. <laughs> so it's you put yourself in a tricky spot. Like, can you win at the end by you know winning all those challenges? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do think. Yeah, just just um, when you are immune, you don't you don't have to make the bigger moves. So when someone like I mean, D had three immunities as well, but she sort of I guess mm-hmm. dictated like the flow of the game using her social capital and or social relationships to spend that capital as a, as in strategic moves and um, got got many. Many vote outs going the way she wanted to, which I think is important for for the jury in that to respect. Um, Absolutely. Do we want to move on to Jake? Like, oh, I, I feel like yeah, great. I I love Jake. I love Jake. How can you not love Jake? He's like the guy that you want to root for. He was like, like I said at the viewing party, like the room was just erupting every time something was happening, whether it be yeah. good or bad. Like he had a, he had a big night. He had a big night. Let's let's sort of run oh. through his his night and. Yeah, the highs and lows. You know, the Jake's whole season, really. But even in oh, one episode, yeah. how much could could go right and how much could go wrong? And it's like he wins. First of all, he wins this. He wins this uh, advantage for the challenge. Great stuff. He did. The, you know, he memorized the 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 numbers to the seasons. You know, Denise, JT, yeah. Gabler. Great strategy. Beautiful. Great little montage. I thought that was really cool. Um, he Absolutely. gives a good confessional as well. Yeah, you know, he gets excited and he's got some good analogies in there. And and then yeah, we get to this challenge and he's. He's in front, and then he forgets to pick up his keys, and then he goes back, yes. and then he's doing the puzzle, and he forgets his pieces, and then yeah, you know, Jeff's really like rubbing it into him, you know, which I felt yes. sorry. <laughs> he really, he really did. Jeff was relentless, <laughs> and then they get to trouble council, oh. and Jeff's like, "Can we just recap what had happened?" And I'm like, "Jeff, just leave the kid alone. Like, he's, gonna, <laughs> he's gonna start crying." Yeah, literally. Oh. Uh, and then you know, he's 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 got his idol. He's throwing it around. He's bluffing the idol. Yeah, you know, so we think anyway. And he's he's got this big plan in head. He gets, tries to get Katura on side. She ends up going against him. Then she gets angry at Katura. Yeah, and then he gets to another challenge and he breaks the challenge. And it's just like everything's going wrong. And then he has this moment in the fire making, mm-hmm. and it's like this big emotional, I guess, um, yeah. conclusion to Jake's game where he has this moment. And it was so, I was almost in tears. I was so proud of the man. Like. I, was, oh, I would have yeah. been devastated if he lost that. And I think just Jake's game all yeah. round was so much fun to watch. And him as a character was great. And do you think he had any chance of final tribal to do anything? Or if you want to comment on his game as well as you go, just yeah, give me some thoughts on Jake. Yeah, look, so many thoughts on Jake. Like just his, his whole story is just 
it's so captivating. Like, honestly, I I think how many times can your heart break for the person? Like, honestly, I felt the whole time, I just, like, my heart was breaking for this guy because he's obviously just wants something to happen. And, yeah, if you get that fire-making um, challenge under his belt like that, yeah. He should be proud of that. That's 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 super cool. And to make it all the way to the end while being on the the bottoms for so long, and yeah. just being target targeted at different points. And I think I think he I hope he's so proud of himself because. And also, I'm pretty sure he'll be a lock for a returning season. Like, can you imagine that redemption story yeah. arc? Like, that could be so cool. Or it could be the same, which is also a very good story <laughs> arc for also compelling, yeah. for a TV product. Yeah, that's right. But going into this episode, from last week's episode, they um, when he found the idol, um, I had a sinking feeling in my in my gut that I was like, he's going to want to do something big with this idol, and I feel like he's going to vote himself out, <laughs> like he's going <laughs> to idol himself out. I had this sinking feeling, yeah. and it was so close to happening. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, what the yeah, my gosh, that was like, that was, that was, that vote was so tough to watch. Like, I was so confused afterwards. It took us a long time to work out what actually went on. But, in, sorry, we'll get to that in a second. But back yeah. to Jake. He's, he's just a legend and definitely a lock for returning in the future. Yeah. When, when do you think Jake's game sort of unraveled to the point where, he couldn't win. Like, was there, was there like a tipping point where mm. it just sort of, he was in it and then he wasn't. And then they just sort of carried him to the end. Or was he always a chance? Like, I, last week we spoke on the podcast about if he uses the idol at five and gets Julie or D out and then beats the other one in fire making, is that a winning game if you sit yeah. next to Austin and Katura? At the time I thought yes. But now seeing Austin get mm. three votes, like, I'm not so sure. Can, could Jake have won this game in this episode, do you think? Um, yeah, so if Jake was to win, it would be for a completely different reason to what we just saw the votes going for today. Like, I feel like Jake had the hearts of the jury. Like, I feel like they were championing him a little bit in terms of they were excited whenever he would say something funny or, like, do something, you know, endearing. So I feel like they had his heart. So um, I'd be I'd be curious to see if he could make, like, two or three plays at the end that he could put on his on his resume um, that might tip people over to be like, well, he kept himself there and then he did these things at the exact right time. Could that be enough? I, I, I don't know. Like I, it'd be so hard to like to, to tell that, but yeah. going into this episode, I was like, I would, I was sure he would get at least one vote if he made yeah, it to too. the end. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Because like, I thought the people loved him. I thought the jury loved him and they'd be like, look, He's still there. Good on him. But, yeah, wasn't to be, um, which I understand as well. Yeah, I, I sort of had him penciled in as um, getting Bruce's vote. I thought that was sort of a tight enough in the game. Mm. Bruce could respect sort of being on the bottom and stuff, but maybe not. I think I think Jake got a lot of sympathy rather than respect yep. for his gameplay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, very true. I think just sort of always being a target, always being on the bottom, trying so many things, he just didn't have enough game. And no one really took him seriously even inside the game. And, I mean, it's hard to say what he could have done differently, but maybe, like, his social connections just weren't that great. Like, obviously, his starting drive was mm. a bit of a shit show once they got to the merge. They all wanted to target each other. Yeah. And he was sort of, like, last man standing, like, which is a bit strange. But, um, like, we see mm. Emily getting with the Ray before. We see – well, really, she was, like, the only one, yeah. I guess. And maybe Katura. 
but maybe Jake needed yep. to do more with like the people in charge. Get get in tight with someone like a Drew or an Austin or even a D. Yeah. But he just sort of didn't do that. And, and we, at the final, I think it was final 10, when Caleb goes home, and he tries to go to Rocks and force yeah. this big move, and he just doesn't have it. And yeah. I think from then was sort of the point where it's like he just lost a lot of power, and he was sort of like that little puppy dog that everyone just sort of dragged along. And he'll be there. We can vote him yeah. out when we want to. And then obviously he finds a way to them, which is, you know, good on him. There's there's no there's no yeah. nothing wrong with what he did. But, yeah, I think he just didn't have didn't, didn't have enough respect for his game. Yeah, no, I I see that now. And I think, like, when you look back, I think he just tried to get in relationally with the wrong people. Like, as in, it just seemed to be not... He, I think he perceived it being um, the right people at the right time and maybe with more power than what they actually had. So I think it was just a complete game of misreads for Jake, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you, you've played you've played Survivor, right? So, and I, from what I saw on the on the, you know, on the on the YouTube TV screen, um, you seem to have relationships with everyone. Is that a hard thing to sort of manage and like get around everyone and make sure you're sort of tight enough to have a working relationship with them? Because we see some people do it easily. Like, you know, D sort of yeah. has power with everyone. And, you know, over the years, there's plenty, plenty of, like, good social players who can just literally make an alliance with anybody at any point and use their vote. But is that, like, someone like Jake couldn't do that. Is it hard to do? How, 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 how do you manage that? Yeah. I mean, look, we're comparing a, what, 26-day game to a one-day game. <laughs> the, the depth <laughs> of relationship in a one-day game is very um, light on. Like, you can't go deep. You can. You have to establish something in an LRG. You have to. There has to be some level of trust, and you have to give that to to some degree to to some people. And so, but I, so I I found that really easy. Like I felt like that part for me was good. That I could build just a level of trust with enough people that I felt insulated and I felt like I had a good control of the game. Um, based on what information I was giving people and what information was coming for me. Um, yeah. But I can imagine in a longer game like this, that's really hard. Like you're, the the amount of downtime that you have, even though it's less than what it used to be with a 39-day game, is quite a lot. So you're talking about deep stuff and probably with everyone. And so how do you how do you use that in a way that's not only genuine and part of the you talking, but what's actually true and what's actually um, what's what's actually giving you the trust that you need um, with some of these people, and are they giving it to you in return? I think it would be so hard to be able to determine that. Yeah, I think I mean that's the million dollar question: how do you do it? But I think yeah, I think what it is, especially that like I would say it's easier to do in a twenty six day game than a one day game because you have the time to build at least um, just social bonds. You have time to get to know these people, yeah. what they love, what they don't love. Like you mm. know their family and stuff. And I think once you have that rapport with someone and you can sort of become friends with them in a way, once you, I guess, mm. give them information game related, I think exchange of information is the key to any trust. Like what can you yeah. give me to, to solidify something? And until you vote together, also Absolutely. that obviously voting together builds trust. If you say you're going to yeah. do something and then you do it, I get that's the only way yeah. you can do it. Build trust. I think Jake's problem was no one gave him any information that was real. A lot of fake information was yep. floating around. And I guess he was the harbour of a lot of fake stuff too. And it's like when you have this air yeah. of like the air of like uncertainty around you, um, yep. it just, it just, it doesn't create trust with anybody. And I guess 
no one saw any reason to give him information to trust. No one needed his vote, I guess, because we see this large voting block of four dictate the game. So maybe, yeah. maybe if it was not this big voting block, his vote might be more important. But when you don't need his vote, there's sort of no need to rope yeah. him into any plans, I guess. And that was sort of his downfall throughout the whole uh, post merge. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I think, I think, though, like, yeah, you're right in the sense it, it would be easier in the long term to do that with select people. But what if you select the wrong people to do that with? I think that's harder in a longer game to be able to determine what's true and what's not, you know? Mm. No, very good point, very good point. I guess that's why you need to sort of have it with everyone. I guess have those, just those social yes. relationships with everyone. Something. And then you can pick and choose, I guess, when you need them and when you don't. So, look, it's, it's, look the, the best players can do it, but not everyone can. I think that's the beauty of survival. No. Like, and, and you know, you don't need to do that to win the game. You don't have to be this social mastermind who can talk to everybody. I think, like, there's there's many different ways you can win the game, and that's why it is so compelling. That's yeah. why we all love it, because if there's only one way to win, then we could pick the winner before the start of every season. But the fact is there isn't. Absolutely. And, I mean, the winners are so hard to pick. And so while we're on that, congratulations to Buckles. He picked D from episode one. Is his winner pick. So I'll give him props. Good on you, Buckles, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you are. Uh, well done, sir. Your first winner pick ever. And um, as we said, they're so hard to pick because anyone can win. Yeah. Oh, no. Congrats, Buckles. It is so tricky. Like that, and that, You're right. That's why we love Survivor, isn't it? Because any anyone can actually win. Anyone can. It's just a matter of how they do it and is it respected, <laughs> you know? So well done. Well done, Buckles. Well done, D. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also, it depends on like the players you're playing with because everyone values something differently. And there's the players that end up on the jury as well because even they value something mm. different to the next person. And yeah, you know, if the jury was like the first half of the game where the people who got voted out were in the jury and then, you know, it's a completely different value system who might not credit D's game. They might credit Jake's game. So it's, you've got to know the jury, play up to them. And I think ultimately this jury sort of valued, I mean, they valued the, the dominance of the Reaper before. And um, I, yeah. I, to me, I just think they saw D as the top of that, I guess. And she argued her points a bit better than Austin. Because uh, yeah, she had a few really more moves good. on a resume. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it, yeah, it makes, right. the result to me makes sense. And it's, it was probably a closer result than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's definitely, yeah. I, I just, I was shocked when Austin got through. I thought it might be a tie. And yeah, let's, let's quickly just, let's, let's, do that out. If it was a tie, like, what do you think Jake does? Who do you think he votes for? Just like gut feeling. Oh, I mean, gut feeling on it. I mean, I think he votes for D, right? I don't know. I, like, I, did he have a relationship with either of them? We don't really see him talking to either of the two really at all throughout the season. Like, I can't say yeah. he had a working relationship with either. Um, so yeah, yeah no, it'd, it'd be super true. interesting. Like, super interesting yeah, how, he, yeah. how, how he'd reason that out. So, and I thought in the after yeah. show, when he brings up, like, he's like, oh, I had to think of who I'm voting for. I'm like, why didn't Jeff ask him? Why yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that was a perfect moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move. Let's, let's go reverse in time. Let's move back a little bit. Let's go fire. Oh, the fire making. Katura obviously gets sent home. Um, yep. Katura's game, I thought she played quite a good game. This is actually my winner pick from episode one. I loved Katura this whole season, yeah. which was a great character. And I thought she played yep. a pretty good game. Like, she gets to the merge, and, and she's got numbers with the bellows, but as we see, that sort of falls apart pretty quickly. And I think she gets a sense that there's no longevity here for me. And she's sort of like the yep. first one that sort of starts flirting with the Reavers and sort of gets into them and then, you know, yep. eventually finds a way to, to, to the to the um, Final Four. And, and, yep. and uh, yeah, just finds her way in, which is great. Do you think Dee's decision to put her in there to not let her go to Final Tribe was the right one? Or, like, do you think Dee's... 
reasoning of taking Austin, trying not to give him the power, was the right thing? What are your thoughts on the, the final four fire-making decisions? Yeah, look, I think for D, that was the right decision. Um, I think what... Yeah, I, yeah, a few thoughts, I guess. I think Katura, her ability to talk and her relational connection to um, some people on the jury would have been a real concern for D. Um, yeah. But also, I wonder, I wonder if this came into consideration at all. But, like, obviously... D was the only female to be sitting in on the on the final three in the in the last bit. If she felt Katura was there with her, would that change things up? Like, would would Katura get some of the votes that D was going to get? Um, curious about that. I don't know how we determine that. Yeah, that's interesting because sort of throughout the the post match, especially, we've seen this sort of hint at you know female alliances. Not that they ever happened, but they were sort of always under the surface there. And when we see them go to yeah. like their spar award, just the four girls, and they're like, yeah, one of us is going to win. Yeah, I can yeah. see your point. Like, if they're both there, do they maybe split some votes there or, or, or not? Um, I do think, mm-hmm. so, like I said, I didn't think Austin would get that many votes, but I think if he wins that fire making, mm-hmm. that could be a game winning yeah. move for Austin. So I do think taking yes. him and sort of depowering him, not giving him that chance was definitely the right move. And yeah. I guess, I mean, by default, uh, Jake and Katura are left, you know, the ones standing to, to do the fire making. Yeah, no. Uh- that's why I think it was the right move for D to do that. Um, yeah, you don't you don't want to give anyone else um, who's close to you an opportunity to um, to get a leg up. And I, yeah, I feel like taking Austin was the right move there. Yeah, I think so. If, let's pretend Katura wins the fire, then right? So she's there, yeah. and Jake's on the jury. Like I think she's got a pretty strong game, and I think, like mm-hmm. you said, the relationships on the jury. Do you think Katura could have pulled this out? Like. I look at someone like a Kelly, a Kendra, probably a Jake. That's yeah. three votes already. Like, was was the mm-hmm. game there for Katura to win if she wins a fire making? Yeah. Look, um, what's the breakdown? Um, it's there. It's definitely possible. Um, we see a type of Caleb think, as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I still think that I still think D might come away with it. Um, I'm just trying to do the math like in my head at the moment. So let's go yeah, through it, yeah. right? So if it's if it's D, Austin, Katura, is that what we're saying? Yep. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Um, yeah. Let's go yeah, through the so, so yeah, Caleb. So we've got Jake. Oh, yeah, so you want to go, yep, we'll go that way. Yep, Caleb. Um, yeah, look, he's up in the air for me because I don't think he was around for as long as um, as the others. So I don't really know where that relationship sits. Where did... Yeah. We sort of see them two being quite tight at their time at the swap drive together. And, I mean, she eventually swap votes time. him out, but I don't know. There might still be yep. something there, but does Caleb vote for gameplay over, like, just friendship? Exactly, yeah. That is the that is the dilemma there. I mean, I think Kelly would go Katura. I think Kendra yeah, I think might, so. do you reckon? Yeah. yeah, I think Kelly, Kendra, and Jake um, would all go Katura. Yeah, and then I think Bruce wouldn't. <laughs> Um, no, uh-huh. I don't think you so. reckon? But then I think Drew yeah. goes Austin, so there's only uh, that means there's only four votes left in the game. But, uh, yeah, we could be go. We could go be going one, two, three. Um, we could be going for Katura, two D, two Austin. 
Yeah, I mean, this is it's crazy to think that like she was that close to winning. She wins fire, also has a yeah. fire win on her belt as well. Um, like you said, good speaker. So, yeah, like Katura, despite yeah. her not really influencing a whole lot in the game, is sort of, I guess, being used as a number yeah. with the Reavers. Um, she sort of yeah. had those social connections, I think, and, yeah, potentially a winning game, which, I mean, for a winner pick, I'll take it. You know, fourth place loser, who, oh. who would have won? That's what I'm claiming, Buckles. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it's like yeah. she'd be kicking herself over the Julie vote, right? Like she had the opportunity to completely change the game then. And obviously hindsight is so clear. <laughs> and so in the moment, she had the opportunity to take out D in that, in that vote. Instead, Julie went home. That's the thing. And I think it's, it's funny because throughout the, the whole finale, she sort of literally laid out exactly what would happen. She said it like three times. Yeah. She's like... She's like, D's gonna, um, sorry, like, Dua's gonna go, me and Jackie are gonna go to fire and D's gonna win the game. And she said it like three times yeah. and she was so angry with herself that she didn't take out D. Let's go to that final yeah. five vote because that was a real unique, oh. um, unique vote. I've never seen anything like this ever in, you know, I've watched yeah. 50 plus 60 seasons of Survivor. Never have I seen a 2 1 1 1 at the final five, an idol played, oh. someone immune. Like, can you talk me through this? Cause my brain still can't wrap my head around this. Oh, mate, like, we'll have to talk about it together because I'm a bit similar. <laughs> but um, there's, like, I, I mean, there's so many things just in the lead-up to it. Like, obviously, Jake um, having the idol and telling Austin, like, straight off the bat, I was, like, crazy because this is just going to be, like, wildfire now, like, through the camp. So, yeah, maybe that was intentional. Maybe he wanted that to happen. But I think that there's a better play if he keeps it secret. Um and the conversation between Katura and Jake um, and, like, Jake swearing on his nana <laughs> to yeah. vote for D, like, as in, oh, there's just, there's just so well, much let's, to it. Let's, and I just... let's start at the top. Let's start with the idol, the flashing of the idol. Okay. Now, yeah. I, I actually quite like this from Jake. I think this is a smart move. It's okay, there's, okay. there's two ways you can play it. You can either tell nobody and hope they vote for you and then play the idol. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. you can tell everybody and know that, in that knowledge, they won't vote for you, and that way yeah. you can play it somewhere else. And I think I think that was Jake's plan intentionally to pretend he's going to play yeah. it himself. Why wouldn't you play it in yourself? It's a final five. You've been on the bottom, and then you have, now have yeah. the power to make the big move. Now, the only yeah. caveat with that is you need to know where the where the numbers are going to go to make that big move. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Jake, yeah, we've, we've seen him not having that um, information flow coming yeah. through him. And he just he makes the wrong the choice. So, where do you stand on the, the the bluffing of the idol, the flashing? Would you rather do nothing, or would you rather show everyone? Uh, yeah, it's so hard. And he had to make the call that he thought was right in the moment. And I can see what he was trying to do. Um, I think it nearly backfired on him, and I think that that is, um, yeah, I just I just don't think it was necessarily the the right thing to do. I think. I could see a, a plan where he keeps it secret. He tries and works out where the um, where the vote's going, and the shock when he plays it for both the people on the tribe and on the jury, I think, would completely outweigh anything that was to happen in the way that it ended up happening. You know, um, yeah. I think that the I think the shock value of the jury and the tribe. Both, like, both sets of people not knowing what he's going to do, I think that that is, like, key for his game. Like we said, he's on the bottom. He needs to, like, flip this game somehow in a big way, and he needs to get all the credit in order to to get any votes at the end. And it didn't happen. Yeah. 
I, I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, the, the only risk in that is if he if he don't, if he wants to play it somewhere, the fact that he has wrong information constantly is a risk of going yes. home then because they could just you know, blindside him, and then he could sure. he could play it somewhere else. So that's the only downfall in that. Like unless you're going to play it for yourself, which yes. is fine if the boats are there, but like you said, yeah, that's not as big a move as if you played on somewhere else, someone someone else, and save them. So he's yeah. sort of in a in a tough spot. Um, but I, but I thought, yeah, pick, he's in a spot. Pick a he's in a spot where he's got to go big or go home, right? Like he's got to he's got to do something massive. And I feel like he just went, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I do I do think what he did was going to be massive. Like if the votes were on Couture, then sure. it's a, it's a massive move for him. Like I think it's brilliant. I guess yeah. he just sort of I, I don't know. Like let's talk about Jake and Couture then. Like they talk about. Yeah, Katura wants D, Jake wants Julie. Yeah. They end up voting the opposite, yeah. and they can't get on the yeah. same page. Yeah, um, like I don't I, honestly. I, this whole vote is a bit of a. It's just such a shit show. And the, like to get Austin yeah. and Katura is the people making the decisions now in in the Julie vote. It blows my mind yeah. how that happened. But yeah, why why can't Jake and Katura get on the same page? Like we see her say, "I can't trust those eyes." And I guess if you're Jake yeah. and you hear that, you're like, "You need to convince this girl. Like she's not going to go with you." Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's just where history <laughs> meets the present and you just can't completely go with what you think they're saying. You know, it's, 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 I think it's just one of those things. She had to make a call. And yeah, I don't blame Katura for changing it, to be honest. Like, cause I feel like Jake is just so, he's in such an unknown quantity and he's been like that for so long. And so I understand her nervousness around it. Um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. It could, that could have been such a cool power move from those two. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit yeah. of like boy who cried wolf. Like even when liars yes. are telling the truth, like yes. you just can't trust them. Like you just, Absolutely. He, he didn't build enough trust in her to, to say, Hey, we're doing this. I want you with me. Let's do it together. Yeah. That being said, yeah. like, Katura then fi- somehow finding Julie as the vote. Like, we must, yeah. there must be a scene where Austin's come up to her, her and asked her to vote with him. And because there has to be how can you just something throw a vote that we have Julie. Yeah, exactly. There has to be something that we don't see. I mean, when I was thinking about it, um, I could see from Katura's perspective. So, um, D isn't going to go for Julie. Julie isn't going to go for D. Um, Austin isn't going to go for D. And so we know that there is one vote on, on D from Jake. Well, no, we don't even know that because Katura thinks that Jake is not telling her the truth. So yeah, she doesn't even think, so she thinks that there are no votes on D at the moment. So she's like the only other person who could possibly be getting votes is Julie. Apart yeah, from okay. herself. That's- that's fairly well reasoned out. You need to say it out loud like that. Yeah. It took, look, <laughs> I sound really intelligent right now. That took me a long time. To <laughs> <get> to. <laughs> that was like, yeah. oh, but yeah, like as in, I feel like she was probably, she felt, she felt like from her perspective, she was backed into a corner where she felt like she was being taken for a ride. They were all going to be voting for her. The only other person that could be getting votes is Julie. So why not put a vote on Julie and maybe yeah. it saves her. Because I mean, you would assume, if you're Couture, you probably assume D, Julie, and Austin are going to vote together. They know Jake yeah. has an idol, so yeah, yeah, you're the next target, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and Austin, like we said, Austin must go there. Why doesn't D and Austin vote together? Like, with five votes left, 
Yeah. Two votes on some person, it, it was enough to send someone home in this tribal council. Dean Austin, the tightest lines in the game. Why can't yeah. they get on the same page for this? Is it just Dean doesn't, yeah. doesn't want to vote for a friend? Is that is that what you think? Yeah, I think so. And, like, poetically, it's, like, awesome because, like, D takes out Drew, Austin takes out Julie. Like, I think that that is really cool poetically, but it's confusing. Like, it is it is very confusing. I think it just comes down to D not wanting to budge. Right, so this, I mean, they talked about her head and her heart not being the same, but I guess this was like an emotional decision. Like, I don't want to vote out my best friend. We've been together yep. the whole game. Yeah, you know, we saved her with the idol two votes ago. Yeah. And uh, she says to Austin, like, you do what you need to do. I'm not going to vote Julie. Which yep. I think is like, at this point of the game, it shows like, I know she ends up winning, but this could mm-hmm. be like a game losing move for D, I think. Like, I think there was, there was mm-hmm. you have the power to vote yeah, as yeah. a twosome with Austin, like tight twosome. I guess she has the same power with Julie to do the same thing. But yeah. you just sort of, you don't you don't want to lose the game at that point. You're so close to the no. end. No, no, you don't. But I wonder from Dee's perspective if she feels like if she didn't follow through with the Julie relationship now for this vote as well, does it cancel everything that she did when she saved her? Is it going to mean as much when she gets to the end and can say it? she told Julie that people were voting for her and for her to play her idol. Does it mean as much if she then goes and votes for Julie votes later? Yeah, I guess like yeah, I guess that story then has like an asterisk next to it. But in terms of like Julie, Julie's jury vote, I do think like Julie still votes for D. Like, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the easy argument is like, Julie, you're the biggest threat at five. I had to get you out before fire making because I can't control that. Like it's not a hard yeah. story to tell. But I think, like yep. you said, like if, if the jury hears, like, oh, you did all this work to save her and then vote her out one or two votes later, like Drew's now even more pissed off. Emily's yep. probably pissed off because, you know, you could you could have just left it and, and, you know, did it that way. So, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't want to talk about my game again. But, yeah, like this was the point in which yeah, I bring had it up. to – Yeah, I had to cut my number one in the game. Like it was, it was one vote later at, at – four that I cut him but I was in a similar spot where I had I could choose to take him on to the end with me um or I yeah or I could or I could get rid of him and I felt like that even though he was my number one and literally I the amount of trust I had with him was insane um yeah I I couldn't take him I couldn't do it I had to make a game decision that really did outweigh the outweigh what my heart was feeling in the moment because I did really care about him. He, he was like the, was he the Julie, like the biggest threat in the, in the game left? Yeah. Like he, I, I'm pretty certain he would have won if he was at the end. Um, it would have been really hard for me to, our games were so intertwined that um, it would have been really hard for, for me to differentiate my game um, against his. And I feel like it's pretty similar to be honest with like D and Julie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you would also ex- would you? Did you? I assumed he voted for you. Like, did you expect him to still vote for you, and not be salty? Like, I would assume, oh, like, like playing the whole game together, getting right yeah. to the end, and then cutting your biggest allies, almost like a good thing to do because it's like one jury vote locked in. Yeah, like, like, like I was hoping that would be the case. Absolutely, I thought he was that type of person and that that type of game player that yeah. he would recognize the move for the move. Um, but yeah. So anyway, can I just do a quick shout out to Luke actually because he recently got engaged. So that's exciting. So um, oh, there you go. Yeah, Luke my number well. one in the game is now 
now on the way to getting married. So, yeah, it was good to catch up with him. He lives in the US, so he was here for a bit of a holiday, so got to catch up with him recently, which was cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, very good, very good. Did he end up voting for you in the end, just for the people listening? Oh, yeah, he yeah he did vote for me in the end, yes. Oh, perfect. There you go. The yeah. story is complete and everyone's happy. How lovely. <laughs> it went my way. <laughs> uh, while we're on the final five, let's get away from Sydney Survivor, your game. You did that, Sam. Good on you, but let's focus on season 45. Yeah, um, So Julie goes here at the final five. Obviously, she was like the biggest threat we were presented as the audience. Like if she gets there, she wins, which I do believe because everyone had said it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been a good fight with D, but I think Julie would win. Is there anything she could have done sort of at any point, especially the five or even before the final five, anything she could have done to get to the end? Is, is there a path forward for Julie? Uh, look, like it, it's unfortunate her vote out. Like I think that is really, that is um, tricky. She would, ha- she would be losing sleep over that, I'm sure, <laughs> because it wasn't a majority vote. Um, and no. I can imagine that's very, very tough to, to take. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there was an opportunity for her to change how she was perceived. And I do think that that is part of her archetype being the strong mum figure, which as an archetype in these games, I do actually really love and appreciate. Like I think we've had some really, really awesome strong mum characters play survivor that I, that have just fallen short and not and not got there. I thought Julie, out of all of them, would have had the best opportunity to do so. But I think it's really hard to go against the rolling perception of the mum and the threat and how do you counter that? I just don't know if she could get off that off that bandwagon, to be honest. That's the thing. She was given a difficult path like from like final seven, final eight onwards. Like she was elevated above D then because before that D was the main threat and somehow Julie overtook her and just became this, she's the mum, we can't take it to the end. And yep. like somewhat I don't agree with that because we've seen so many like older yep. female mum type figures get to the end like a Dawn, uh, yep. Julie in 30, not, uh, 38 and just not have any any game to stand on because everyone feels betrayed by their mum. You know, yep. you were so cutthroat, but you're my mum. You're supposed to be the nicest person and this caring, nurturing person to me. Yeah. Um, but I do think like Julie sort of had this other side to her where she's more of a gamer and people respected that. Yeah. So I think she would have won. I think the obvious move she could have made here is just vote D at the final five. Sure. Standard two all tie. And then yeah. Couture probably gets D out instead. Yeah. Um, but I guess you sort of need to be looped in on a plan with that. I don't think Couture is coming to Julie and telling her um, that they're targeting D because I think Julie and D is still sort of seen as a pair. Austin's yeah. not going to go to Julie and say get rid of D because, you know, it's Austin's number one. So... Yeah. I, I don't know. I, Jake might have, you know, done something, but we hear this Jake and Julie have been riffing for a while. So yeah. It's a bit hard. I, I have a feeling, though, there was a point in this last episode where Katura did go up to Julie and said, I think it has to be D. I'm pretty sure this happened, and I'm pretty sure Julie's like, yes, uh, yes. look, there's like, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's not happening, basically. Um, yeah. And I, I think you're right. Like, to me, that is, that's the only move that, she could have done to sort of redeem her game a little bit, but it it was never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, now we we see it when Austin and Jake are on the reward, like D, uh, sorry, Katura just goes up to Julia and says, "Hey, like, yeah, that's these, right. These that's we need to get her out." And she's like, yeah. "I just want to get the girls on Jake." Yeah. But then we find out about Jake's idol, and she still was happy to vote for Jake. And I don't yeah. really get it. Like, she can't know Jake's buffing, and at final five, 
it's such a risk to yeah to not to to vote for the person with the idol that she sort of just needed to read the room a little bit better. I think uh, it's it's easier to say in hindsight, but there was maybe like one out there, and she just sort yes. of didn't take it. But look, you can't really be too harsh on her. Overall, played no. a really good game, so. Yeah, I think so. And I think she probably even played a better game than what we saw. Like, I, it wouldn't surprise me if because D was the winner and the D Julie relationship was so intertwined throughout the whole game that we actually didn't get to see some of the stronger parts of Julie in the game and they were sort of sacrificed and gifted D a little bit, you know? Yeah, no, oh, certainly. Cause uh, like I said, at a point of like final eight where Julie sort of said, Everyone says she's going to win. It's like we didn't see enough of that to to make me believe it. I'm like, why is she yeah. going to win? Like, we're not getting enough of Julie, yeah. this like charismatic social player that everyone loves, and you know, we see obviously this mum figure, but that's sort of all we're told from Julie as as about Julie as a player. Yeah, yeah exactly. she had a couple of good challenges against Bruce, but like, we don't see this dominant gameplay where she's going to win if she gets it. We're just more told it. So yeah. It's hard to say, but there must have been a lot missing from, like, yeah, I mean, they can't put everything in there. They can't put just the way people feel in there. But yeah, yeah. like you said, there's probably some stuff we just didn't see. Yeah, absolutely. All right, back to like the final three, I guess. Uh, we see, yeah, obviously Dean Austin, the dom- I guess the dominant pair of the season. And yeah, what, what Boston into it, like a real showman. So a real Boston Rob Amber vibes where these two people you know, ran, ran the game, essentially. Um, mm. We don't see them as a pair till quite late in the game. Yeah. But, and I mean, even, even at Final Trouble, like they both say, well, Austin says it wasn't until like day 20. So maybe it wasn't a thing before that, but yeah. how does everyone else, I guess, not see it and, and not like vote them out? Like we see historically, anyone seen as a pair is just cut off, but they managed to, to, to I guess lower that threat level for so long to get into a position of power. Like how? What do you have to say for the showmans? Yeah. Look, first of all, <laughs> They tried to compare it to Rob and Amber. <laughs> I think that's a stretch. <laughs> like, let's be honest. You don't see it? Uh, like, I, we didn't even see it in the show, you know? Like, as in, and you're right, six days. The final six days, they had this thing going, you know, that was probably a little bit more intense than the start of the game. But I'm like, I think it goes to show that it is a showman's, right? But I don't know if you can compare it to Rob proposing to Amber and like, you know, the revealing of the votes. Like, I just don't think that that's, I yeah. think that was definitely hammed up by the production, which is fun. Like I enjoyed seeing it, but, um, I don't think it's the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, like those, those are, are, are usually targeted, you know, and it, it is shocking. It is shocking. I don't know why that they wouldn't see that to some degree, but maybe there was too many pairs. That they didn't know who to target. You know, they didn't know what was the stronger one. You know, that's fair. And I get, like, we see Katura at the start of the episode, like, Dean Austin come back from final, uh, from final six vote and they're on the beach, like, forever, it seems like forever. And Katura's yeah. like, yeah, these guys are together, guys. We need to vote these two out. Yeah. And like, Jake and Julie are sitting there, but, you know, for some reason, can't convince them that, you know, this pair is going to, if they get, well, I mean, it's final four fire making, but like, this pair's going to literally just get to the end. And it's like, I don't know. Obviously, we just spoke about the final five vote now, what a shit show it was, but yeah. I think they probably just saw it too late in the piece. Yeah. Um, it was literally at a point where they could almost do nothing about it and, and no one can get on the same page. But, I mean, good on them for keeping it under wraps for so long, I suppose. Um, yeah. It's not easy to do. Like, we saw Matt and Franny last season and how yeah, you know, it, everyone just knew it from, like, day one almost. And yeah. it was it, it, it made them a target. And, yeah, yeah like, just... 
props to him. Like, it's, it, it must be hard to like lower that threat level to the point where no one cares. Yeah, absolutely. I think the re-before mentality seen as such a strong thing definitely helped them as a duo. Like, that sort of hides them. <laughs> it hides that. Like, whereas yeah. Matt and Franny were so exposed. So it's like, yeah, I think that that is a, it, it is a bit of a different situation where I do feel like you could see the re-before and you could see all the connections in it, but you, people just aren't aware of, like, what the strongest thing is, you know, because they're just seen as a block. <laughs> That's hard to, like, penetrate. It's hard, yeah. to, it's hard to get past. That's the thing. Like we spoke about it in previous podcasts about how the Reba 4 came into the merge as actually Reba 6. Mm. And to lose two members early on yep. really like depowered them from the outside. Like people didn't see them as this massive block of four as this threat because yep. they've just lost two players, you know? Yep. And I guess that allowed them to sort of lay, lay low enough to, to get into a point where they can get a, an Emily on side, get a Katura in their midst, become a six again, have the yep. power, get, you know, and run the rest of the game. So the Reba 4 really like we haven't seen anything that's dominant for a while, I don't think, in terms of, like, a starting tribe dictating a whole game, like, start to finish. Like, there Absolutely. was no... There was really, like, no counter-attack from anybody. And yeah. I think everyone just saw it as, like, this is the four. Yeah. I want to be, like, the last people standing with them. Yeah. The tour was That was her mindset, from what I could tell. Yeah. Rather than go against them. Because I think once yeah. you go against them, you just get voted out. And, like, we said, like, Kendra tries to go against them. She's gone. Yeah. And, I mean, all around, everyone else was sort of attempting. But, yeah rather than just jump on board and, and be, you know, get into the final six, I guess, and, and go from there, which Jake and Couture both did. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it, right? Like, it, yeah, I think we really got to see a, a true alliance um, go from start to finish rather than what survivors turned into probably more recently is this voting block sort of mentality. And so just, like, being so fluid, whereas in they realised that it was – in their best interest as a four to stick together and, you know, control what they could as they, as they went along and yeah, proof to work for them. Well, worked for D probably not for Julian Drew, but anyway. That's, right. <laughs> yeah. now that, that's it. We sort of, everything, everyone's a little bit down on like a little bit of the post merge, how it was a little bit boring because of this fact that mm. these four stuck together. But I think when you're out there and you, you have this alliance that is tight and you know that you can go a long way with them and, and everyone sort of had, outs to break it up later on yeah like you might as well get down to a six and and then you know fight it out because yeah. i just i just don't think there's as much advantage to breaking up too early and yeah and then you know trying to float to the end through bloating blocks and you know trust clusters and all this sort of thing and yeah yeah while we might not like it as a fandom yeah um, i think it is like the correct way to play it is quite old school survivor but like that's what wins you a game and i mean you know dean Austin or d especially can attest to that i guess Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like it's not, yeah, it's not the, it's not the fanciest gameplay that you could ever have, but they picked the, they picked the right people and they picked their time and they picked, you know, the moments that they needed to, to do certain things. And it, and it, it yeah, got them to the end <laughs> and got D to win. And yeah. I, you can't, I you think... can't blame it. <laughs> no, no. I think what we've seen in the new era, especially is like the sense of timing with all the winners. Like they all sort of, yeah. Well, especially like Marianne, Erica, Gabler, mm-hmm. um, let's say Jam Jam, they sort of floated through and sort of picked a time to sort of do something m- yeah. more towards like the final six, final five, and really elevate themselves as this you know, threat right at the end where you can't take me out and I'm just going to win the game. Yeah. Whereas to do it from so early on where D's like, she is his threat, she's, but she's insulated, like you said. It's like this onion alliance around mm-hmm. her. She's got the four and she's got a couple on the outside of that. So she's always insulated. Information runs through them and they can sort of, really control where things go. 
And maybe, I'm not sure if this is how it's going to be going forward in the future. I would probably lean it's going to go back to what it was in yeah. the last few seasons. But yeah. it's nice to see a different way of winning, but and like we don't get the same thing every time. And that's what we said before. That's why we love Survivor. Absolutely. And that's I do honestly think that's why like I've loved this season so much. There's a few reasons. I think the 90-minute episodes I've actually really enjoyed. Um, the cast, I think, is actually legit. Like They're so good. I think we had some really great characters across the board. Um, but I also think we haven't seen this style of gameplay in the new era. And I think it all sort of just happened in this one season where I'm like, I think that this is a really great season of Survivor. Yeah, well, let's, let's continue on that theme. Like, what, what do we love about season 45? Like, I, I agree. I think in the new era, it's certainly the best. Yeah. Um, I, th- I attribute a lot of that to 90 minutes. I think the 90 minutes just expanded like what Survivor used to be. We sort of got back mm-hmm. to a lot of basic Survivor stuff as well as the fun new gameplay we like. Yeah. Um, not always, but like yeah, fun yeah. new stuff that are interesting. Yeah. We got back to a lot of like camp life. We mm-hmm. got back to a lot of like relationship building. Yeah. We got, you know, the intro credits back, which, yeah, you know, I love the intro credits. I think it was one of the best things mm. when you hear that song at the start of the episode and, you know, the, all the, the, the montage of everyone's face, it's just, it gets you pumped up. Definitely. Personally. Yeah, absolutely. What else, what else did you love about season 45? Yeah, like I think that, like I can't, I don't know if I can speak more highly about this cast though. Like I'm just thinking the, we had some really cool people play this season. Like I think that, um, Dee being as strong as she was, like Austin being the strong guy, um, Jake being just the, you know, <laughs> like the lawyer, like the new lawyer who's just so uh, keen and eager and yet falls at every like step. Um, you know, we've got Katura and her crazy story that we got eventually at the end. Like she's playing yeah. this game and like I, my heart broke when I heard what she'd been through and what she'd gone through, but is making something of herself. You know, we hear about these people's lives and I just think that, you know, you've got the craziness of Kendra and, you know, Sifu, like who's that guy? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> what's he about? Yeah, like he's, yeah. he's so random, you know. Um, I thought it, I thought the cast, they did a really good job of casting this season. Yeah, certainly some like, I guess, icons of the game. Like I'd say Emily would go down as she'll oh. play a few more times. I would have to think. Absolutely. I think, I think Bruce is probably up for a third time as well. I think he was such a compelling character to watch. I loved, I ended up loving him at the end of it. There was yep. times where I hated him, but, yep. you know, a lot of good stuff in Bruce, a lot of fun. And the Couture Bruce, like, uh, storyline. Yeah. That was probably one of my favorite things in the whole new era. I just, it was yeah. so funny. Was everything cool. they did. I loved a lot of Couture's confessionals. You know, the quick cuts of like, just talking about Bruce, the montage where they put it all together. Yeah. Um, it's just fun. And I think, I think that's one thing, like the editing in the new era, but especially this season. Yeah. Has been so much fun. The, the whole, um, playing with the boys, the scene a few weeks ago so where good. just the men are back at camp. And they've got that song. That oh. is like an iconic bit of footage. We've never it's, seen anything like this before. I loved it so much. Yeah, legendary. That is literally, that was so good. I, I couldn't believe that I was watching it at the time, like when I was watching it live. Like I was like, what is actually going on? Yeah. I was like, this is so cool. Like I love that they can have a bit of fun with these 90-minute episodes. Like there's some really fun bits. You know, like, you know, we were all wondering, like, why are we focused on Dee's toes so much? Like, that is so random. And yet it makes sense, like, later on sort of thing. Like, they make it make sense. So, I don't know. I'll, yeah, I just yeah. love that. I love that stuff. Yeah, I, I just think, yeah, everything they've done. Like, a lot of, 90 Minutes lets you do a lot more with your episode. And you can sort of take it wherever you want. You have a lot of comedic moments. I like a lot of, like, the editing where they say, like, you know, don't do this. And then literally they cut to someone doing that exact thing. And it I just adds a lot more humor to the game. Yeah. Um, 
I like the fact there's less idols in the game now. Mm. It seems like we went through a period where there was like an idol every vote would come out. Yeah. And this season, and, and also the last couple of seasons to be fair, but there's only four idols in total the whole game. Yeah. Which I thought was great. Yeah. And we get this, you know, the iconic one with Sabaya with the candle and the fire, like this new inventive sort of thing. Like I don't love a lot of the beware advantages, but when they're this much fun, like how can you not enjoy it at least? Yeah. I totally agree. I think they found a really good balance this season because, yeah, I've really, I was really getting over <laughs> the first few seasons of this new era, like, and how copy and paste it was and just how much the, um, the advantages and the idols were really overpowering a lot of the game. And I feel like this had a really good balance to it where they were still present and they still, it was still new era, but it was, it was enough <laughs> and it wasn't overpowering. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought they found a really good balance here and I hope that they do try and continue it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Jeff calls it dangerous fun. The yeah. whole new era about, yeah, you losing your votes or, you know, how many people are voting at a tribal council and it can be fun, but I think you still need that like essence of less randomness and more of like, I want the best player to win the game and I don't want this random thing to happen where yep. anyone can win. I yep. think you should be value, like you should be rewarded for playing a good game rather yep. than, just lasting to a point where something random can happen, you can be last man standing. I don't enjoy that from yep. a gameplay perspective. Yep. And I do think, I do, to be fair, I do think we have the best player in the game winning this season, yep. which is a rare thing. Mm. Um, like we haven't seen it f- for a while, I would say. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. When you have like, when you, when you give the players decisions to make, that is really intriguing when you don't take away their agency as well. <laughs> like as in when you're actually empowering them to do something with it and to, Create, um, creatively think of ways in which they can implement or like go around this little twist, which I think they did this season that they haven't done in previous seasons. So I just, I really love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're sort of, they're finding a good middle ground of like dangerous fun, but also, you know, normal survivor, which yeah, mm. I'd like to see a little bit more, um, of like pure votes. Like when, you sure. know, when three of them lost their vote at final nine or whatever yeah, it was, yeah, not ideal. I don't like those splitting up the, the, the merge tribe into two two small groups. I don't like that. I don't like half of them being immune. Yeah. But I do think we're taking small steps into the right direction. Agreed. Um We've just finished UK Survivor, and that is really like back to basic season. Yeah. And you know what? It's just as, uh, maybe it's not just as enjoyable, but it's still very enjoyable. Like just watching people on a beach, you know, voting out people after every year challenge. Like that's essentially what it was. But when you have the right characters and they can tell the right story, like yeah. it's still a lot of fun. And and like we said, Survivor is a game that can be won anyway, and I guess it can be it can be a game that can be I guess broadcasted anyway, and, and still be fun regardless of what's actually in the game structure. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Oh, well, let's let's sort of get into like a little bit of a ranking of like the new era because I don't want to compare the new era to like the the first forty seasons because I don't think it's fair. Plus, I don't really want to rank forty five seasons. So let's 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 rank the last five seasons. Where do you have season forty five? Yeah, for me it's for me it's one. I don't know if that's a controversial. Is that controversial? It's definitely number one for me. I don't think it's controversial. I, I I totally agree. I do think this has been the most enjoyable season of Survivor for a long time, probably since season forty. I would say. Um, I do think, yeah, I, like I said, ninety minutes is a is a huge factor in this because I just think yes. that more time with the game. It's become less chaotic and it's given you a chance just to enjoy what Survivor used to be. So I, I do have it at number one. Where do you, like, while we're here, where do you have the other four seasons? Like, 
Give me your order. Yeah, look, I'll, yeah. Number one, 45. I think, whoa, I think I'll go number two, 44. Um, oh, wow. I think number, uh, number three, I might go 42. I'll go 41 and 5, 43. Yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to argue too much. I think 43 is by far the worst. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't It just wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 45, 42. I've got 41 ahead of 44 because I think 41 yeah. was just like the first thing we've seen for a long time after COVID. Mm-hmm. It was so new and despite it having many flaws, I did enjoy just the chaos of it all. Yeah. Um, I know I'm saying right now, like, we don't want that chaos, but at the time, <laughs> it, was it, different. Was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was different. Exactly. Yeah. It was the first of its kind. Yeah. And it's evolved since then, but yeah, I, I wasn't overly high on 44. Like, we had a couple of standout characters, obviously, in the Tika 3. Yeah. But apart from that, it was, to me, it was a little bit bland. Yeah. Um, okay. But I mean, everyone's got their opinions. Yeah. That's right. Where do you have, so where do you have D in the, in the new era winners? You've got Erica, Marianne, a Gabler, Jam Jam and D. Where, where do you where do you place D amongst that you know hierarchy? Yeah, I think it's like no question for me. She's number one. I think her she she's just yeah. like complete all round package of a player, and I think that I I personally really appreciate that. So I think that, but I think she'll be number one for lots of people in this new era. To be honest. Yeah, no, it's, 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 I think to me, without a doubt, like she is easily the most rounded player, but she also played the best game. Yeah. And I think you can't say that about, apart from maybe Jam Jam, you can't say that about any of the other ones. Like yep. they didn't play the best game in this season. She put, she was the best player on the season and she managed to find a way to the end. Yeah. Keeping that threat level low, doing everything right, you know, physical, strategical, social, did everything. Yeah. I think D was great. I've got, I've got it as D, Jam Jam, and then Marianne, and then, you know, Gabler, Erica, well, it's like splitting hairs. So that's my order. Do you have a similar sort of thing? Or? Yeah, no, that's it for me. Like D, Jam Jam, Marianne, and then I had Erica, then Gabler, yeah. So I... Okay. You have Erica above Gabler? Yeah, I do actually, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, it's, yeah, splitting, no. it's, it's splitting hairs, so it's really hard to like, you know... Yeah, to, no, you're to, not wrong. To... But yeah, I think it'd be hard in the next few years to like... I think D was that good. Like yeah. she'll be like number one in the new era for quite a long time. I, I imagine. Like she—that's that, how good the her game was. I think. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with you on that. I. Yeah, I was so impressed with her, and it'll be very, very hard for anyone to come close to to having that much control, but still being like lovable and endearing as well. Yeah. No, I totally agree. All right, let's move on to uh, the eulogies. Let's eulogize the final five. Let's give them their send off. Can we rank them as a player and as a character? We'll start with Julie. What are your thoughts on Julie? Julie, yeah. I said it earlier, but like just love her. Um, I love her archetype. Like I love the strong mum. And I think she has been the she's not just that though. Like I, I do like that there is another layer to Julie that we got to see this season. I think her social game was on point and I think that she did position herself very well. It was just unfortunate with that she took over D in the in the end of being probably the most threatening. Um, yeah, love loved Julie. Loved watching her play. I think she brought a lot to the season. Yeah, as a player, um, like obviously she was like the biggest threat of five. So she's done something right. Yeah, uh, she's like so the social. She had the physical game. She you know almost won some challenges. 
So she was doing good. Uh, as a character, I didn't really love her that much, to be honest. I, like her confessionals weren't that great. I know Buckles was extremely high on her. Like yep. he loved her. Uh, I didn't, I just, I just didn't vibe with her. I'm not really sure why, but like she was fun enough, but I just never really connected with her. Um, but that's fine. Like we don't connect with everyone, but yeah, yeah as a player, right. I had a really good game, really good showing from Julie and, um, memorable moment. I think obviously just like just taking Austin's idol really and not giving it back. <laughs> yes. I think that's great. So bold, so and, ballsy. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to just, you know, look at your alliance member in the eye and say, that's mine now. And I've heard an interview from Drew when Drew asked for it back or when the, she, he's discussing Austin's idol. She corrects him and says, no, my idol. And yeah. Drew's like, that was the point I knew that we weren't getting it back. So, That's so good. Um, takes balls to do that to your own people. Absolutely. I love that so much. And um, will we see her return, do you think? Um, yeah, if they're looking for a balanced um, a balanced like cast, I could see her coming back. I do see that there are a few people who would be ahead of her in this season, though. So if they don't want too many 45 people on the same season, that would be tricky. Yeah, I think I think it could go either way. Because I, I do think just being, like, the main threat is a huge, like, feather in your cap in terms of, like, returnee Absolutely. Like, credentials. So, so I can see that. And she does has her story, but I wasn't sure if, like, the character was big enough to, to make it on a returnee. But you never know. Like, they do pick... Yeah, some lesser characters because you can't you can't have everyone be like the main character. So yeah, exactly. you do need those peripheral characters as well. Yep, agreed. Um, Katura, tell me about the Katura. Yeah, I liked Katura. Like I, I was probably a little bit um, agitated with Katura in the start because all we were hearing from her is like Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. So I was a little bit like, okay, this is a little bit one dimensional. It sort of makes sense where she goes out that maybe that was the storyline they decided to go with at the start for her because I do feel like there was probably way more that was happening. And we got to see it in the merge of like her ability to focus in on the relationships that she needed to and really strengthen them to in order to get her further. So, um, yeah, I loved hearing about her story and how vulnerable she was about, about that. And like, again, it just broke my heart to hear that. So I think that that really showed a lot of her character and why she can do what she does now. Um, I love the fact she didn't tell people she was a lawyer and that was a bit of a, a drop at the end too. Um, yeah, again, just yeah. I think a really a really great player for this season um, for lots of different reasons. Yeah, I mean, uh, Katura was after we, we did our winner picks after watching the first episode. Yeah. She was something that really stood out to me as like, she seemed like she knew a lot about the game. She knew a lot about how to lower her threat level. And I just loved her as a as a character. I thought she was one of the best characters of the season, one of the best characters of the new era. Yeah. I there's something about her confessionals I just I was obsessed with. I loved it. Mm-hmm. The whole Bruce thing was some of my favourite things ever. <laughs> it was just so much fun and she added a lot of that to the season. Yeah. Um as a player, it was hard because we didn't get to see, we, her her game wasn't very visible, yes. I didn't think. Yeah. I didn't really see her game. We sort of just she was just in numbers and we didn't really find out why. But you know, the fact that she could do that from a position of where her tribe is crumbling around her, she can find a way out of that and, and jump on a, a sturdy ship. So she must have had some good chops for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, memorable moment is obviously just the Bruce, the whole Bruce saga. <laughs> yeah. um, that will go down as like one of the best feuds of Survivor yeah. ever, I think. Oh, she just, yeah, we just heard it from her the whole time, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, it was just fun. And then um, will she return? 
it's hard. Like, I, I, I'm not sure that she would. I don't know if she'd want to do it again for one, but I don't know if she. Where's the story go? Like, what's the arc for her yeah. coming back? Is there? There's no real redemption thing. There's no real. Without Bruce, would she have been the same character? Probably not. Yeah. Maybe if Bruce returns, she might get a return. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure if they'll call her back. Yeah. No, I, I can see that happening too. I think, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, where does the story go? Like, we did get a lot and it was probably, yeah, probably rounded out really well with, like, the reveal of her being a lawyer. And she is doing the thing that people said all along she should be doing, you know? Like, that was a really nice way to finish it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a good story, and like we sort of heard all that stuff, and she was more of a character than a player from what we were sort of showing. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go like the main character, I guess. One of the main characters says in Jake, yeah. like, where do you like hit me? Hit me up with some Jake stuff. Lovable goofball, just yeah. I just he wore his heart on his sleeve to us, like for the viewers, which I love that he could he could do that, and it didn't always come across by the looks in the game he did in the end he couldn't help himself he was just like a a mess emotionally because all this stuff was going against him but yeah i think we were like we were all secretly rooting for him to do well you know like we all just wanted him to do something he was talking about doing something for so long and so many things going wrong and then he eventually got his fire making challenge under his belt and i yeah i think that he yeah, he he's he has a good spot in people's hearts, that's for sure. So I think he is an absolute lock to return. Yeah, it's it's uh, he hundred percent will come back. Like this man, he captured the hearts of like a nation or the world. Yeah. Even anyone who watched his show, like how could you not love him? How could you not root for him? He was just great. Um, I think it's funny because like in the pre-merge, we didn't see a lot of Jake and I wasn't really hiding him at all as a character or anything. We had these few fainting yeah. episode sort of type things, yeah. but we didn't see a lot. Of um, but then the merge comes and he, he tries this big thing on yeah. Caleb to go to rocks. And that was sort of the start of like chaos Jake, this guy that would throw everything against the yeah. wall and nothing would yeah. stick. And we've seen this character with like Owen in like 43, something similar, but this is like next level Owen. This is like Owen on steroids. Like, Nothing he did would work. Nobody wanted to work with him. And he somehow just got like, found his way through the game, which does take, you got to give him credit mm-hmm. for that. But he is one of the most like passionate players we've yeah. seen. I think, you know, everyone goes out there and everyone's trying their hardest, but you could see this man was trying. And that's something that really comes across on the TV screen and really like endears him to you, which I, which I really felt for him. He was so emotional that last episode, the highs and the lows, like we said. Yeah, you know, when he breaks the challenge and he just, yeah, we've never seen anyone break a challenge yeah. ever, and he's done it, and he's just so angry with himself, and you think, well, his game's up in smoke here, and what's going to yeah. happen? And when he's asking D for a chance to go to fire, just even that conversation was, like, teary because you could see that all he wants to do is, like, be successful at some point in this yeah. game, and that fire-making challenge was his pinnacle moment. That was his win. That was his million-dollar moment. Like, he didn't need to win the game, but he had that fire moment, and that was something I'm so glad that he yeah. got. If he doesn't get that, like it would be such a heartbreaking story to yeah. watch, and like you would just you would just feel horrible for him. Oh, so yeah. he 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 will go down as like one of my favorite players of this new era. I think it was great, very relatable because like everyone in life has their challenges, and this is a man who we've just seen, you know, ri- rise up and just continue to push forward despite every obstacle in his way, and you know, never got down. Was always happy. Like I think it was last episode where the helicopter's flying over. Drew's getting angry. And Jake's like, but we're on Survivor. And, like, that's the attitude. So that's good. the right attitude to yeah. have. 
when you go into this game, just take every moment for what it's worth because, yeah, millions of people tried to get on this show and you've been selected. And I think he really understood that. And I think he just wanted to make the most of it. Yeah. And that's why, like, he will go down as, like, one of the most loved characters in a long Yeah, time. absolutely. And, like, the story for him coming back writes itself, doesn't it? Like, as in this time he really wanted to, like, prove that he was, you know, he was worth it. And even through all the failures, like, he could he was still able to make it to the end. Like, can you imagine his second time around being like, that was his first experience. Like he wants redemption. He wants to do the next level of being able to prove it, you know, it's so good. It writes itself. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like if he comes back, if, regardless of how it goes, it's going to be so compelling. Exactly. If it goes shit again, it's going to be like heartbreaking. Yeah. But if it goes good, it'd be, it'd be like tear jerking in another way. Like everyone would be so happy for him and, I, I can't wait for the he, – he will return, there's no doubt. I can't wait for that day and just to see the what, what will happen. Like, will everyone just do the same thing to him because it's been done? Like a Francesca type yeah. thing, like she was voted out first, she gets voted out first yeah. again. Is it going to be the same with Jake where, like, no one wants to work with him yeah. again? And if it is, I hate all those people already. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> but, um, yeah, any memorable moments that stand out? Like, is there one that stands above everything oh, else? I'm like – Pick one, I think. <laughs> like, that's just a lot. Um, yeah, it's sort of a combination of all of them. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can rest on one. It's literally his whole, his whole story. It's just it's just cool to watch unfold. Yeah, nah, totally agree. I love Jake, and yeah, he'll be remembered, yeah, that's definitely. for sure. Um, into the final two, Austin. Yeah, Austin. Like, you, what do you got? Yeah, you can't. You can't deny that he he was a strong part of this game from start to finish, and he was able to come away with like his own physical strength and ability of getting him through some bits. He proved that in the merge a couple of times as well. Um, I think he's just a solid alliance member. I yeah, I don't think he was um, one of the greatest characters of the season, but I think if you don't have someone like him, the Reaper Four don't exist. So he. He holds, he held his spot so well and he, look, give him credit. He got way more votes than what I thought he would <laughs> in the end, to be honest. Yeah, no, for sure. I think the word you use there, solid, that is a very apt word to describe him. I think he wasn't this fantastic narrator. He wasn't this great character. He wasn't this strategic mastermind. He was just yeah. solid. I think having him there allows other people to use him as a number who he trusts and, and elevate their game. So whilst I didn't love him as a character, I didn't think, there was a whole lot of entertainment yep. there. Uh, as a player, you can't deny that he yep. was good. Um, like we said, he's probably like a final four fire making away from winning the game yep. potentially. So it's a pretty good job against a pretty pretty like uh, top player indeed to get three votes and to almost you know almost force a tie. So um, yeah, he did a lot. I think the the the, the idle plays is what probably yeah. let him down. If he does them correctly or in a better way, he probably is seen as a much bigger player, and he maybe gets a better yep. edit in terms of like. Maybe he's more of a dominant role, but I think the fact that he came second, they probably edited him in a way that he's not the dominant figure. Because if he was and he didn't yep. win, you know, there's an uproar from the crowd. So um, good on him. And to find out he was like an yeah. alternate, you know, 72 hours before the game, he finds out that's that's pretty huge news. Like, yeah. I know that you're probably going prepared to play, but you, you're not actually prepared no. to play because you, yeah, you're probably thinking, I'm yeah, it's like so unlikely. Three days' notice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would sort of say, like, oh, I'm going to go there and I have to be ready to play. But in the back of your mind, you're sort of, you're more hopeful yes. than anything. But to get that call up and to actually 
take it with you know both hands and come yeah. second by one vote really to force a tie. It's a good job already. Yeah, and that was cool to, for us to be able to see that as an um, audience of like the it's when it got announced to him that he was playing like that was a cool insight. I I, I love that. Yeah, I really like the sort of like the meta of it all where they don't, they're sort of like happy to peek behind the curtain more so yeah. nowadays, uh, which I do like because it's like, let's not pretend this is just a TV show. This is real life exactly. people. Show us some stuff yeah. outside of the game, which I do yeah. like. So that was a, it was a nice moment, like you said. Um, memorable moment, probably like the whole two idol debacle, like just, just not doing it well. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, that, that's it. And will Austin return? Probably not for me. Yeah, most. look, I don't. I wouldn't say he's at the top of the list. I I don't know if there are a lot of like stronger young male types that would come back. So they're if they're looking for that sort of archetype, then maybe he might get a look in. But he's definitely not up the top of my list of yeah people from this season anyway. Yeah, no, I feel like we, there's enough like strong white males, you know, in their twenties uh, to choose yeah. from. Um, he wouldn't be at the top few. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, all right, and then obviously to our winner, to our winner D, we've crowned her. We've discussed how good her game was. Um, laid out for me, eulogised D character as a player. Yeah, I just her balance between um the game and relationship. Just she was always. She always came out on top. She always knew how to get her way without it seeming like she was strong-arming anyone. Um, I think of the Julie moment where she told her that she was getting votes and then she convinced her to vote for Emily. Like, I just think that that's, that's masterful. And then even her conversation after, um, after she votes out Drew with Austin, like, she handled that so perfectly. Like, she just, she has this way of communicating that I think just, like, saw her through so many tricky situations. She was insulated, but she was so strong from start to finish. And, yeah, I think such a great, well-rounded player, like, legendary. Yeah, how do I get D was, like I said, the strongest player of the season. I think, yeah, the couple of big moves that, um, to get Emily out, uh, to get Drew out, to... She, she got Kendra out. Like, there was, yep. there was moves there. To come back and lie about not knowing mm. about Julie's idol was a huge part of her story, and I think that was a, a big part of her game. And obviously the thing with Austin at the final yep. tribal council came out, got got her a few points there. Uh, just played a really good game all round, was in this dominant alliance, dictated the game, and, and, and then won it. Um, as a character, it's strange, because we see a lot of these fiery Latina women go on the show, like Abby Maria, um, amongst others. And, and they sort of have this edge to them that usually rubs people up the wrong way. But I'm not sure if Dee was maybe less fiery or just sort of controlled it better. And she sort of just really made the relationships work for her. Obviously, she's got, you know, Austin, who's super tight, and then Julie and, you know, Drew outside of that. But everyone else seemed to love her as well. Katura, um, Emily, you know, Kelly. There was people there. So just really good job all around. It was a great winner. Deserved yeah. winner of the season. Um, memorable moment is probably the the whole Austin thing, not telling Austin about um, that she told Julie. I think that would sort of be the main thing that I remember. Yep. said, so, yeah, took the saying. words right out of my mouth on that one. Yeah, it's definitely the favourite part of her yeah. game for me. Yeah, and will she return? It's tough because obviously she won and winners returning, are, it's different to every other player. There's sort of less to prove and will she want to come back? I'm not sure, even sure if her character was like big <laughs> enough, but I mean, probably was. Um, so I'm not, I really don't know if she'll return. Maybe I'm like an all-star, like with other winners, but 
don't yeah, know. that's the only Thoughts? way she can come back. I think is if it's uh, a season where winners are coming back with yeah other people from different stages of the game as well. I think that's the only time we'll see her. I I do hope. Like I think I think we can see her step it up. I think it was a really great game and she did so well, but I do think that she might have, like, I think she'll reflect on this and be able to come back stronger. So I'd love to see that. Well, as a, as a winner yourself, like what's the appeal to come back? Like the only way is down. Like it's, it's yes. hard to win again. Like what's the, I know obviously we love the game, but what's, what's the, what's, what's driving you to come back? If you were ever asked, like, would you ever play again? <laughs> well, I would because it's a YouTube production and I couldn't say no to anything survivor. <laughs> But, um, I guess, I guess for D though, like it is like a national, like she's known national, well, internationally, I guess, like we're talking about her. So it is a whole different level of, um, of yeah, like going down, like how I see it though, is it's like, what am I, like, what am I proving to anyone? (laughs) You know, like as in, this will be just fun to go do and play, like, because if, if she's in that spot, um, to be able to like see the game like that. Yeah. I think it'd, it'd be so, like it's it is fun to see winners play again because they come back with a yeah we know we're like you know we know we're targets so let's see what happens you know let's give it a crack let's make something together so I think it could, it's a very interesting story to see play out but I can see why she wouldn't want to as well yeah like we've seen like JT probably famously is the the most the one that's come back three yeah, times and time, got worse yeah. every time and it sort of ruined his legacy of like the, one of the best players yeah. ever when he won Token Chains but I guess. You got to put your ego aside and say, "I've already yeah. won it. I've nothing to prove. Like this yeah. is like a free hit for me. You know, Absolutely, go ahead and do it again." Sam- I mean, Sandra came back and exactly. Won it you never know. Off, so. You never know. No, it's, it's just interesting from a winner's perspective. Like, obviously, we just love. I, I would, yeah. If I won ten yeah. games, I'd still come back because yeah. I'm playing. But, exactly, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah, let's move on to a little segment we like to call previously on Survivor, and uh, we'll listen back to our predictions from last week. Next week is very simple. I think Julie goes home at five. I think Katora goes home at four and loses fire. Um, I think we got a little bit of an inkling from that. And it's an Austin Jake D final three. And D wins a hundred percent. D, there's not even another vote for someone else. D gets full props for the game because she deserves it. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty good from Buckles to get the final five, get the final four, get the winner. I mean, it wasn't unanimous, like you said, but wow, I've got to give him some credit for oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Not like he, I mean, he had the winner pick from the start. So obviously, yeah, credit for that. And yeah, to get all those details right in that, in a jam-packed final episode, he's done very well. Congratulations, Buckles. Good on you, Buckles. Probably on a beach in Spain somewhere having a beer saying. while you Lovely. hear this. Uh, good on you. Let's hear what I had to say. Yeah, I think I think you're not far off the mark. I think it's, it's the big question is um, how does D mend the relationship with Austin? Are they back together? If they are, is it the Reba three now? Um, which I think I think is a high possibility it can be. So I'm going to say on that logic, Kutura goes at five. And then the fire making's up for grabs. Um, I think Julie might lose the fire making. And it's D, Austin, and Jake. And uh, D takes the victory. 
Okay, it wasn't as accurate as Buckles. I got the final four and five, you know, both out before the finale in the wrong order. And then, you know, I said D win. So it could have been better, yeah, not look, horrible. You've, you've done well. You, you got some there. Um, definitely not as accurate as Buckles though. So, um, yeah, well done though. That's good. You got, you got the winner in the end. I got the winner. That's the main thing. That's all <laughs> we're going for. So tick for me. Um, all right, let's move on to Buckles Buff of the Week. So anyone following along the whole season, this is our player of the episode each episode. And we have a leaderboard. Uh, who's your buff going to for this finale oh. episode, Sam? I think it's no doubt it's got to be D. You know, I can't can't go past what we've seen and just the way she was able to tie it all up at the end. Deserving winner of a buff. Yeah, yeah, hard to disagree. I, she gets my buff as well. Um, yeah, like you said, she's, she's come into the final five as everyone's picked to win because she has... You know, the main, the main story and all she had to do is just get there and like you said, tied up nicely. She got a nice little bow on it and she gets that with a nice million dollar check. So good on D, you get to buff. Okay. Which takes us to our buff leaderboard, which is a pretty stacked event. Uh, we've got five, six, seven, eight, nine. We've got 10 players who received buffs, 10 out of uh, 18. That's pretty good. Pretty good representation from everyone in the season. So on one buff, we have Jake Katura, Julie, Caleb, Bruce and Sabaya. Uh, Austin and Kelly tied on two buffs apiece. Drew on three buffs. Emily on six buffs, and our leader, our winner of the season, D, out in front on eight buffs. She finishes the season on eight buffs. Very good work from D. She joins the illustrious uh, group of buff winners, such as George Mladenov from Australian Survivor, um, Tanuke from UK Survivor, and who won last one? Yeah, yeah, won last one, I think. So, yeah, so good on you, D. <laughs> Apparently, if you get in touch with Buckles, he'll get you a buff, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he will because we actually yeah. get buffs. She is going to be stoked when she hears about this. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. It's it's everyone's like, what's more, what's better than winning million dollars, winning Buckles Buff of the week? So good on D. Another feather That's right. Cap. Oh well, that is uh, another season forty-five in the books. Another Survivor season coming to an end, and uh, as is the calendar year. And this is with our first year in podcasting, myself and Buckles. Just like to thank all our listeners that have sort of been us along the way. I know there's been like teething problems throughout, and. Um, Look, we endeavour to fix them as we go. And look, bigger and better things for 2024. We've got some some exciting stuff ahead. Um, a few people have been in touch with us in the survival community who want to jump on board and help us out because you know technology isn't our our our, our friend, um, but for these people it is. So they're going to take us to bigger and better places. We've got some video stuff going on. We've got some other interesting things on the horizon. So keep in touch with us. Keep on what we're doing. Um, I'll plug all that at the end. Uh, Sam Green, thank you. You've been a great co-host. You know, I don't usually host this podcast, but to have you alongside me, you've made it such an easy job, and I thank you for all your thoughts and opinions on season forty-five. Mate, it was a it was a pleasure to be asked. It's a pleasure to chat with you. Um, obviously, wish Buckles was here too. That would have been fun, the three of us. But maybe sometime in the future. Oh, no doubt. It's nice to have like a winner on the podcast. I'm used to like hanging out with the loser called Buckles and <laughs> it's nice to have someone that's actually won before or, or even played before. So it's good to have that perspective. So I appreciate everything you've brought to this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Um, any, any, what's going on for you, Sam? Anything coming up you want to plug? Brisbane Survivor is, you know, I heard there's stuff in the works. Can you share anything there? Yeah, Brisbane Survivor, um, uh, filming our next season early in 2024. So, um, yeah, there'll be more details out um, probably middle next year for everyone who wants to join in. So you can, yeah, follow us at brisbane.survivor on Instagram and um, we're on Facebook as well. So check us out. Should be good. 
Yeah, the LIGs is a fun community world to get involved in. Um, if Sam's putting anything out for asking for more crew, get involved in it. You'll meet some great people. It's a lot of fun. I've recently done something similar myself. So you sort of get in this community. There's people who love Survivor so much. And, and we all do. If you're listening to this podcast now, you're one of those people. So get involved. Get in touch with Sam or you know, Sydney Survivor, Melbourne Survivor, Canberra Survivor, Backyard Survivor. They're all around the country. There's one near you, you know. So get involved. Um, Sam, I wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Safe holidays. Any big travel plans coming up or just, you know, sitting at home? No, mate. Started a new job, so no holidays on the horizon for me. But just hanging out with family and, yeah, Christmas stuff, New Year's. So, no, all good all good things, mate. What about you? What do you got planned? Yeah, much the same. Just a lot of family stuff. No real plans to go anywhere at the moment, but who knows? We'll see where the the day takes me. So that's it from us, everyone. Follow us on Facebook at Survivor Bus Bites, Size and Banter, or on Instagram at Survivor underscore 3BS, or on Twitter at Survivor 3BS. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We'll see you in the new year for uh, Titans vs. Rebels, February 5, season 46. Uh, I think it's like late February, so be in touch with us there. Check us out. We'll see you later. I've been Mac. This has been Sam. You've been great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Is this Survivor? Are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.